this, this message is about expanding and about how God is expanding things. And, and I was thinking this week about how the universe is expanding. You all know that? Right? Scientifically, you've read the studies and all that stuff, and they have the telescopes, they look at this, and they see that the universe itself is in a state of expansion, a state of, of growing, a state of enlarging. Why is that? Is it because that's just what the universe does? No, it's because what God creates, it doesn't contract or get smaller but it expands. What God creates enlarges. It expands. It, it grows. God's kingdom is not contracting, is not getting smaller, but God's kingdom has come and it is expanding. And God designed us, His church, not to be contracting or 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 getting smaller, but he designed us, his church, to be expanding. It was interesting that the Lord has this message for us right now, and was talking with Cody Knudsen. He's one of our men's ministers here at Evident Life Church. Cody, where are you? Why don't you come up here? So Cody had a word that the Lord was giving him about this very topic of expansion, and so I just want to give time for Cody to share that with us a couple minutes here. Um, and let's see what God is saying to his church today. Good morning. So it began with uh, prayer, just my morning prayer routine. And as I was talking with my wife about it, of course, my expansion in my mind was me personally, me centered. And... Uh, she took it and ran with it a little bit further. And as we spent some time in it, and as I've spent some time in it, I've really come to understand one thing, exactly what you just said. We, we are seeing and being called to expansion throughout the Bible, throughout uh, first verse to the end verse. And um, what I feel like is important in the word expansion is that we have to personally make room for that expansion. Matt told me one day uh, early in the year, you can't just tweak things. you got to sometimes just demolish it and start over. And I think that uh, listening to the songs today, uh, talking with folks throughout the week, that uh, we really have to make room. And when we do go to the Lord, we need to give it to the Lord. And that kind of sums it up. I think that everybody has room for expansion and desires expansion. So we have to make room for the expansion. Amen. 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 Thank you, Cody. Again, one of our men's ministers here. Uh, we, have a, we have a team approach to a lot of our ministries. And so he called out Matt Dickerson, who's another one of our men's ministers here at Evident Life Church. And they do a great job. Uh, we just had a, a wonderful men's event, what, about a month and a half ago. Just phenomenal. And so much connection, so much fruit that's already come from that. Thank you guys for helping to lead that. And the women's event that's coming up here on the 21st is going to be one of those opportunities. I'm telling you, women, if you want to connect with other women and like actually develop some real relationships with sisters in the Lord, come to things like that. Be there on the 21st and just see what God is going to do and how maybe he might expand your relational community by just showing up. All right. So we're launching into this new year, 2023, and what I keep seeing on the news is news about how everything is going to be contracting. 
Isn't that what we see? The economy. It's not going to expand in 2023. The news says, all the experts say, it's going to contract. It's going to get worse, not better. Job opportunities are supposed to start to contract. We've got the real estate market that's looking like it's going to begin to once again kind of contract. And, and then, you know, the side that, that I kind of look at frequently is kind of our personal freedoms and, and the Constitution and stuff like that. And, and 2023 may bring some contracting in that area, even of personal freedoms in this nation. But is this what God is saying to the church? Is this the direction that he wants us to go as the body of Christ? Is he telling the church to, to play it safe? Is he telling the church to, to hunker down, to go into hiding, and just to kind of weather out the storm that may be happening in our world, in our society today? Is that God's call for the church today? Or is God calling his church into a season of expansion? Well, you can imagine what I believe the answer to that is, right? No, he's calling the church into a season of expansion, a season of enlarging, a season of, of moving forward. And I'm not talking, when I'm, when I'm going to be talking about expansion here today, I'm not talking about just numbers. I'm not talking about butts and seats, as they say in the business here, or whatever you want to say, right? Butts and seats. No, I'm not talking about that. I mean, that may be part of it, because it represents people. It represents people. But, but what I'm really talking about, and what I, I think God really wants us to press into, is expansion in the area of the impact and influence that the body of Christ has on our community, on our neighbors. Impact and influence, and expansion in the area then in the church of our zeal for the Lord and our love for God and our love for others. Do you know, if we expand in our love for God and our love for others, that revival can happen? It, it can happen. This is the kind of expansion that I believe as we're praying and fasting the first week of this year, that we should be pressing into. Expanding and being willing for God to move in our lives in the area of love for Him, love for others, in the area of impact and influence in others' lives around us. This world is hurting. It's contracting. And it needs a church that's expanding in love, impact, influence, and a willingness to meet them where they are with the good news of the gospel and with the love of God. It's time for the church to expand. It's a time much like when Isaiah spoke these words to God's people. And this is going to be our passage today. It's going to be Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah 54, beginning in verse 2. Just verses 2 and 3. Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3. The prophet Isaiah said this. This is the word of the Lord that Isaiah gave right after Isaiah 53. Y'all remember Isaiah 53? Speaking of Jesus, speaking of the cross, speaking of, the, of all that, right? And then he says this. He says, enlarge the place of your tent. He's speaking. God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah to God's people. And he's telling the people of God, after just prophesying of the Messiah coming to this earth, He's saying, now, people of God, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. 
Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. So again, this is not a time, and at this time when the, when the prophet prophesied this, it was not a time, and it remains not a time for the people of God to be shrinking back. Not a time for playing it safe or contracting. Rather, it's a time for expansion. And again, not simply numbers, but spiritual expansion, kingdom expansion. I want to I make sure we understand the context of what God is saying here. Because what we don't want to do is just pull passages out of the Bible to make a point and to rally us all up and get us all excited. You with me with that? Why do I believe this is a word for the church today? And not for those 4,000 or so years ago when Isaiah prophesied it. Because again, contextually, Isaiah 53, the previous chapter, part of the same prophetic word, you have Isaiah was prophesying of the humiliation and then the exaltation of Jesus. It was a prophetic word about the coming of Christ his crucifixion on the cross, and then him being raised from the dead as the Savior of the world, Isaiah 53. Then, Isaiah 54 is a continuation of that prophetic word that highlights the glory of Jesus and then tells of the great expansion of his church, of his influence on this earth. The fruit of the work of Jesus, his church, salt and light on this earth. You see, the prophetic word from Isaiah really continues to remain a prophetic word, a today word for us, the church, right now. Do you know that the Apostle Paul included this very prophetic word in his writings to Galatians that we just studied? To the Galatians in chapter 4. Check it out. I think it's like in the later 20 verses in 20, 26, I don't know, something like that of Galatians 4. Tying this very verse, this very reality of expansion, of enlarging, and tying it to the New Testament church. It's relevant to us today as God's people. And so the prophetic word of God is telling God's people, enlarge the place of your tent. What's funny is I don't even like camping, and I'm talking about tents this morning. Just being real with you, why sleep in a tent when you can sleep like in a building with a bed and you know temperature control and all of that? Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. But we're talking about tents today. And... <laughs> And the Lord said to his people back then, and and continues to say it, enlarge the place of your tent. Expand. You know, this message is obviously for the church. Specifically in the beginning, for the Jewish church that would just then first expand and bring in the Gentiles. It, It remains a message for the church of enlarging our tent and bringing others in, bringing in the lost. But we're members of the church. You and I, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. So I want to say this is also a word for you and your family. 
It's a word for you and your family to expand with the Lord. Not just to say, well, that's, oh, it's going to be exciting to see what God does through the church this year. What's he going to expand and enlarge in you this year? In your family this year? Do you have expectation for that? Do you have vision for that? Do you have excitement for that? I believe we should have expectation and excitement for what he wants to expand and enlarge in us and in our families. Expanding us spiritually, expanding our devotion to Jesus. How about expanding our time with God? The best time you can spend that has eternal rewards, spending time with God. How about spending time expanding your ability to hear His voice? You know how you do that? You sit and you listen. And you get in God's Word and learn and get familiar on how He talks and what He sounds like. What does God sound like? What kind of stuff does God say? You know, as I was sitting and listening to the Lord, I I was hearing the very kind of stuff that God says. Let's expand our ability to hear God's voice. Let's expand our ability and our zeal to share His gospel, the good news of Jesus that has transformed us, that has made us into new creations, that saved us, that's caused us to come alive. This is expansion. This is enlarging the place of our tents. God wants us to think bigger about our lives, about our ministry, and every one of you has and is a ministry. But I'm just an accountant. You have a ministry. Jesus even had an accountant along with him, right? Matthew, tagging along with him, right? You have a ministry. Oh, I wish I had a ministry. I wish I was in ministry. You're in full-time ministry. Wherever you are, you are in ministry full-time, 24-7. You are a minister of the gospel of Jesus. Period, end of story. Let's expand our ministry, expand our influence and our impact. See, God has bigger plans, and He's the one who I even said it earlier from Ephesians 3.20, who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever hope, imagine, or even think. But how does the more happen? How does the expansion of your life and ministry, the expansion of God in you and through you, in us and through us, how does that happen? It says right here, according to his power that is at work within us. So when we're talking about, hey, let's expand, we need to expand impact and influence and spiritually and, and, and hearing God's voice, you can't do this. I can't do this. We can't do this. But God's power at work within us will accomplish this. And more than what you're even thinking or even imagining. More expansion. true of us personally also for his church god has big plans for of expansion for his church and again i'm not just talking about numbers you know why i know god has big plans for the church because god so loved the world so loved the world that's pretty big where's ambassadors here on this world on this earth right now big plans expansion you know what else i know God desires that all would be saved. That's a lot of people. All means all. 
in the Bible, by the way. He desires that all would be saved. Big plans. Big plans for his people, for his church. Beloved, we got to reject smallness. And when I say reject small, I'm not talking about just smallness like in the size of, of ministry or whatever. But I'm talking about we got to reject any kind of smallness that we might fall into in the area of our commitment to the Lord. We got to reject smallness. We, gotta, we, we, we shouldn't just expect a small walk with Jesus. It's time to enlarge, to think bigger, to expect bigger. Because God's power is at work in us and through us. Again, Isaiah 54, 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. That's God prophetically speaking that over the church. Enlarge. Expect increase. Expect expansion. He wouldn't say that to us if it weren't possible and if it weren't his will and if it weren't his heart and if he didn't have the grace to do it in us and through us. Expansion. Enlargement. Some of us got to get out of our little small boxes, though. You ever get caught in kind of a small box, a small frame of, of thinking? I mean, you know, like, oh, I can't do that. This is all I can do. I'm too, this is too much. I'm too busy, you know. And when we start getting small, oh, I could never really share that with them. I mean, that's like, that's what the big boys do, right? I can't do that. And we, we, we put ourselves in our own little small boxes, our small routines, our small thinking, our, our limited view of God, because that's really what it is. When we start putting ourselves in a small box, we're really having a limited view of God. Again, I go back to Ephesians 3.20. It's the power of God that's at work within us that's doing all of this. We got to be more like Caleb and Joshua. Remember those guys, they went out, checked out the the promised land, and, and they, they had a big view of it. It's a big land. Everything there in the land was big, and they saw the bigness of it, and they came back, and they said, but our God is big, and so let's go take it. Other guys went over there. The other 10 guys, they're over there. They see the same bigness, and their response is, that's big. We're too small. It was a small view of God is what it was in the end. That was tragic for God's people at that time because they responded to what God wanted to do, the expansion that he had laid out for his people, and they responded with a small mentality, a limited view ultimately of God. That's where the problem was. God wasn't big enough. When you focus on yourself, Life is going to start getting smaller and smaller. Lord actually gave me that this morning. I was just reviewing and praying and thinking about the whole smallness thing. I'm going to tell you what, some of the smallest people who find themselves in the smallest little box called life are those who focus on themselves. When you focus on yourself, what happens? Your life, your world just gets small because it's just about you. When you focus on God, 
It just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage me. I want to encourage all of us that we stop being self-focused people. What does it mean for me? What does it do for me? What's it going to cost me? We stop being me-focused, and when we do, we're going to start seeing our world get a lot larger and a lot more exciting. That's God's plan. Some of the sickest churches are are inward-focused churches. Some of the sickest Christians are inward-focused Christians. Some of the least effective believers on this planet are believers that wake up every day and go, God, help me. It's all about me. Put the spotlight on me. Me, 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 me. It's time to enlarge the place of our tent, the place of our heart. It's time for expansion. Big words that God's speaking over his church. This is what Jesus said, though. This is why it's all possible, why we can think big and expect big and expand. Jesus said this right before he was ascending to be with the Father at the right hand. So he's leaving. He's like, all right, I'm done with you all. I did what I needed to do. My work finished. Come on, here's the baton. Take it and run with it, church. But Jesus said this. He said, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you. So expansion again comes, like we just read about in Ephesians 3.20. Expansion comes when the power of God comes on his people. So you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And what will happen as a result of the Holy Spirit of God's power coming on his people? Expansion will happen. How? Because you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to The ends of the earth, expansion, 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 enlargement, enlargement, enlargement. It's the heart of God for his church. It's the heart of God for his church. We're going to think and act like Jesus told us to think and act. Then we're going to be those who think, act, and even speak expansion and enlargement. And I'm not talking just this silly, you know, name it, claim it, kind of blab it, grab it, kind of woo kind of stuff. But I'm talking about real kingdom stuff. We need to think it, we need to act it, and we need to speak it. God wants his kingdom to expand. He wants his church to expand. He wants light to expand and darkness to contract in this world. He wants the lost to be saved. And we got to speak that kind of stuff over our own lives. That God's kingdom truly would come and that God's kingdom would enlarge in our lives. That, that our understanding of who we are in Christ Jesus and how big God is would expand and not contract. We got to think that way and speak that way over our own lives. We got to speak it over our family and over our kids. Our kids need to hear us speaking expansion over their lives. And all that God has planned for them, a hope and a future. You were knit together in your mother's womb by God himself for a purpose. You're in his image. God has amazing things for you to experience in your life. God-sized things. Our kids need to hear that kind of stuff coming from us. Our grandchildren need to hear that from you, grandparents. Grandparents. 
We need to speak it over our church as well. God's kingdom would come. Stop self-limiting ourselves in any way. Stop putting any kind of constraints on ourselves. Well, we can't do that. That's a little bit too much. Don't know about that. Whose power is going to be at work? If it's your own power, yeah, it's too much, and it's probably too big. And you're probably going to fail and look like a fool. But if it's God's power that we're walking in, and God's direction and His call for His kingdom expansion that we're stepping into, then, man, no self-limiting. When we self-limit ourselves and we self-limit what God's going to do, we are actually having a small view of God. A small view of God. That's not a good place to be. So enlarge the place of your tent. Prophetic heads up to the, to the Israelites, first of all, to be prepared to add the Gentiles into their fold. That's what's prophetically being spoken there. But, so God says this. When you enlarge the place of your tent, then you need to stretch your tent curtains wide. Makes sense, right? You're going to enlarge the place of your tent. That means your tent curtains, man, they're going to have to stretch. They're going to have to go wider. Matthew Henry says this in his commentary. He said that thy maker is thy husband. Christ is the Holy One of Israel. He's the mediator of the covenant made with the Old Testament church. Long he had been called the God of Israel. But now he shall be called the God of the whole earth. He said this in reference to this passage about stretching the tent curtains wide. That prophetic word speaking about God becoming the God, not of just the Israelites, but of the whole earth. The stretching of God's kingdom, the stretching of his people, of his church. And I know that God is telling his church to stretch your tent curtains wide. Which is make room for more. Yes, make room for more. God, yeah. Not God is God, you know what I'm saying when I say that. But stretch your tent curtains wide, make room for more people. That's what he was prophetically speaking. Make room, because there's a bunch, a bunch more people that are about to come in, and then they don't necessarily look like you or talk like you or act like you. But I want you to stretch yourself and make room for those people. Stretch yourself and make room for those people. Let God add to, to your number those he wants to add. And yeah, you've heard me say it before, ministry is messy. People are messy. Can I get an amen on that? All right. If you didn't say amen, you, you, know, you must be living in your own little box, in your own little world, right? People are messy. They're messy. But God says, stretch your tent curtains and make room for those messy people who are going to require some of your time and resources and attention and care and compassion. God says, expand. You can do it. We can do it. People will stretch us. Relationships with people are going to stretch your nerves. I got mm, a lot of mmms, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just went through the holidays, yeah. Yeah, they're going to stretch your patience. Relationships with people are going to stretch your prayer life. So Velva and I have four kids. And every time we added a kid to our family, 
It stretched us. It stretched us financially. It stretched us in every single area of our lives. It stretched us and it required us to stretch our prayer life as well. But what a blessing to stretch our tent curtains wider for those, those four kids, right? What a blessing for us as a church to stretch our tent curtains wider for those children of God and future children of God that he wants to bring in to his family, to belong. That's expansion, that's enlarging, that's stretching. That's God's heart that he's spoken over the church. And didn't just say, be ready for this, but do it. Do it. If you want more, if you're ready for a fulfilled and fruitful life, then God is saying, enlarge and stretch. (laughs) Stretch. we got to also remember this. A big picture of stretching the tent curtains is stretching the gospel of Jesus. When I say stretching it, I mean sharing it more and more. Sharing it wide and throughout the world. You know, the go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. That's, that's a picture of uh, the, the stretching of the tent curtains is the, the sharing of the gospel further and further and further. The Apostle Paul was a perfect example of the stretching of the tent curtain as he would go throughout Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, Asia, and so on and so forth, stretching that tent curtain with the gospel of Jesus. That's what he's doing. It's what he, he was giving us the example of what that looks like. And it was so easy. Oh, it was a piece of cake, wasn't it? No, it wasn't a piece of cake. Sometimes I'm sure it felt like hell on earth for him. It was hard. It was difficult. Yet he did it, and look at the fruit and how God is glorified in that and through that. The stretching is a good thing. Final point, point number three, we got to strengthen our stakes. Strengthen your stakes. And all the guys in here are thinking, where are we going to go for lunch? No, not S-T-E-A-K, not those kind of stakes. I'm sorry, guys. S-T-A-K-E, your tent stakes. we got to strengthen our our stakes. So anyway, we enlarge, we enlarge, we, we stretch, and all of that means that we need, we need longer ropes. We need, we need to lengthen our cords, as the prophet Isaiah said. We need to think about this. As we lengthen our cords, that can even be a picture of lengthening and increasing our compassion for others. Lengthening our love for God and others, including the lost, including our enemies. Lengthening our cords. When a family expands, like I was talking about, we had the four kids, um, it requires more room, more food, more work, more compassion. But God gives us all we need if we are willing He will give us all we need for life and godliness. He won't leave you hanging. He won't leave you hanging. It takes effort. It's messy. But the mess is always worth it.
And then we got to make our foundation stronger, and that's where the stakes come in. You got the cords that are lengthening, but we got to strengthen our foundation. If we're going to be successful at enlarging, at expanding, then our foundation of our own lives, of our own hearts, of our own souls, and of this church, it needs to be strong. It needs to be large enough. The stakes need to be large enough and go deep enough in order to hold up what God is expanding in us and through us. Does that make sense? We've got to drive the stake of our faith, of our lives, deeper into, into the Lord, into His truth, into the Word of God. We need to have a strong foundation in the Lord. You think about a massive tree as it's growing. Trees don't grow if they don't have root system. So when you look at a big tree, I'm talking about a tree that's really grown tall and wide, and it has branches and more branches and leaves, and it's, and it's going wide, and it's providing shade for all kinds of people. And, you have, and it's producing fruit, and you have, you have animals and birds coming and, and eating of the fruit and partaking in the tree. And this tree is not only a picture of life, but it's giving so much life and comfort. It's amazing. That's what we see. But below that tree, underground, the foundation of that tree is an amazing, just as deep and even wider root system. The stakes of that tree, if you will, the foundation of that tree is strong and deep. And that's what we need as God's people. Our foundation in Christ, in truth, in His Word, in prayer, in His presence, can't be shallow. It needs to be deep. The Lord gave us a word near the beginning of planting Evident Life Church. And he said that the roots of an evident life go deep. The roots of an evident life go deep. And deep, D-E-E-P, is an acrostic that stands for discipleship. How do you have a strong foundation as, as, as a church and as a follower of Jesus? Discipleship, evangelism, encounter with God, and prayer. And we call prayer our taproot here at Evident Life Church. It's not the last and kind of like the throw-on, add-on root. No, it's, it's the deepest and most prominent of all of them, prayer. That time when we spend in God's presence, crying out to Him, humbling ourselves before Him, listening to Him. You know when you pray, this is a good thing to have with you? It's called the Bible, God's Word. You know, when I pray, I want to hear from God more than I want to tell God stuff because I think God kind of already knows. But he does want to hear it from me too. And he wants to hear my cries and he wants me to, to verbalize my needs and to humble myself before him in those ways. But then I try to shut up as fast as I can because I am desperate to hear what God has to say. That's why I'm spending time with him. That's why I'm praying. I need God. I need him to show up. I need him to speak. And I have this close by. You're like, well, I got my phone. You can use your phone too, but I want to tell you, maybe it's time to go back to this right here. There's something about this. 
I don't know about you, but I know Scripture based on where it is even on the page. I can see it with my eyes on the page. and different, There's something to it. I'm just saying there are notes that you can make in here that on your Bible app might not be as easy to make and everything. Notes that maybe you put in here 12 years ago in your Bible that the Lord brings back up and stirs something back up and reminds you of His goodness. I told a story one time about a about a woman, and I'm running out of time, but I'm going to tell the story anyway because I love this story, about a woman, and uh, she passed away. She got old and, 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 and passed away, and, and her, her kids and grandkids, they got her Bible. And, and they started looking through her Bible, and they started seeing this thing, these, these two initials, TP, next to this passage, and TP next to that passage, and TP. They're like, what does TP mean? What was she talking about? TP, toilet paper, what's going on? No, I mean, she's got TP next to this and TP next to that. And finally, they saw it written out. Tried and proven. Tried and proven. Spend time with God. Listen to him. Let him speak to you in his word. Try him at it. He'll prove himself. All of his promises are yes and amen. In Christ Jesus, they're already fulfilled. It's already been done. Now we're just stepping into it and walking in it. What a joy. What a joy. So the Lord told his people through the prophet Isaiah, enlarge the place of your tent. Why? Because God wanted to do that which exceeded their expectations. He wanted to stretch their faith. He wanted his kingdom to come on this earth through them. And he wanted to bless them so that they could be a blessing to others. I want to just, a little side note here, a little side note. When we see God blessing his people, he's not blessing his people at the exclusion of the rest of the world. When you dive deep into God's word and you look at the blessings that God has spoken and given to his people, beginning with the Israelites, all the way through the New Testament church, he blesses his people, you and me, for the purpose of being a blessing to others. That's why he blesses his people. Not at the exclusion of others, but to use his people, his church, to be a blessing to the whole world. We need to expand our expectations and our, our ability to receive. We need, we need to, to be those people who are blessed by God and then are a blessing to others. We've got to be positioned for what God is saying, what He's doing. We've got to welcome the stretching. And I, I want to just say this, because this is what we fall into. I get it. I know it, and I know God's going to have a season for that in my life. I hear what the pastor's saying. I, I get it, Isaiah 54, yeah, 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 and I know I'm, I'm, I am the church, I'm part of the church and all that, but, but God knows that I'm in a season right now where I just got to really focus on this area of my life and this area of my life. I got my hands full, and, 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 and there's, there's next year, you know what, I'm going to be retiring in 10 years, and then, then I'll really be able to really step into that expansion stuff, that enlarging, that stretching, and then I'll be ready for that stretching and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to say right now, as a man who's about to go see his dad in the hospital, you are not promised tomorrow. My dad's a strong man. You're not promised tomorrow. 
You're not promised 10 years from now is when you're going to start your stretching and your expansion and your enlarging. You're not promised that. You have today. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. And be fully alive in Christ Jesus in it. Be God's handiwork. His man, his woman, his child. Today is the day. Today. So what are we going to do? How are we going to step into this as a church? You heard it earlier. We're going to respond by dedicating the first week of this year, beginning really at sundown tonight, to prayer and fasting. To positioning ourselves with God for expansion. For Him to enlarge the place of our tent. For Him to stretch our tent curtains. For Him to lengthen our cords and strengthen our stakes. We're going to position ourselves. We're not just going to, whatever will be, will be, in one ear, out the other. No. We want to make ourselves available for this. So I want to encourage you to join me. There's different ways to fast. You can just water only if you want to do that for a whole week. Be careful at the end of that. And make sure if you got any medical conditions too. Just be careful. Be wise. God wants us to be wise, okay? Following Jesus and doing big stuff doesn't mean we're stupid. Sorry to use the S word, parents, but anyway. It was the right word in that situation. But anyway, no, don't be, maybe foolish was, was the right word. But no, be wise about it. But maybe your way of fasting this seven days is just, just water only. Maybe it's liquid only and you bring juices and broth and other stuff in it uh, to, to help you. You know, to be able to go to work, you know, Monday through Friday and, and to function and all that. Maybe it's more of a Daniel fast type thing. No meats and that, men are going, wait a minute. Anyway, no meats and no sweets. And Maybe it's, you just got to go home and you got to see God and say, God, I want to engage in this. I want to position myself. What is it that you have for me to do this week? Something meaningful. So that I... I want to position myself to hear from you. How does fasting work? Why is it important and all that? Read the Bible. Jesus fasted. Even Jesus fasted. If he fasted, how much more do we need to fast? It was after Jesus fasted and positioned himself before the Lord, although he is Lord, before the Father, through fasting and prayer, that he was then launched into his earthly ministry, first out into the desert where he was tempted And then, boom, into his three-year ministry that changed the world all the way to the cross and the resurrection. But you read, there was this thing called fasting that even Jesus engaged in to be positioned for that enlargement, that stretching, that strengthening, that mission that God had for him, that expansion that God had for him. I want to encourage you, in some way, some form or fashion, participate this week in prayer and fasting. Connect with the daily devotions. There's going to be the video ones that we have. There's also written ones, and there's scripture, and there's written prayers for you to pray along with so that we're all doing this together as one, but each individually also before the Lord as he speaks to us individually and corporately. Let's stand up.